Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Nothing. Uh, once again, we're sitting at Premier Orlando. What year is this? 2022. I feel like we've lost a couple. <laughs> we did lose a couple. You know, so uh, 2022, we're back at Premier Orlando. So big shout out to Premier Orlando for once again allowing us to come in and giving us space in their media room. And we can do some live podcasts. Yeah, and uh, so far, so the weekend's been going great. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a tropical storm outside. Yeah, but outside of that, everything's good. It's a good. It's gonna be a good weekend. You know, uh, it's interesting. Um, whenever we do these live events, we have two like mantras, or we have two things in that. And 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 the our, our first thing is like let's dig deeper with the relationships that we have, and then let's uh, let's let's find new friends and, and 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 find new friends. So it's today's podcast is both of those things. It truly is both of those things. And one of them, there's a rumor that I won't get into that because uh, Chris was talking about uh, you know. Taking my spot. Oh, he's going to sit in your spot? That's that, that's the rumor. Oh. Then you wouldn't be my best friend anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I thought, I thought, you, I thought you were going to say Chris. Usually by the end of the podcast, I'm, I'm the second guy. The second guy? I mean, you might be fourth or third this time. Well, yeah, You've got two guys yeah, here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> So silly. Um, yeah, so, again, you know, we're at Premier Orlando, and the cool thing for us is that we get to, um, we get to you know, hang out with our friends and, and, and do this in, like, a different setting, you know. It's like whenever we do a live podcast, it's so much different than, like, a Zoom call. Oh, the energy and just the conversations. I mean, it's just so much more in-depth because it, it, the connection, you know what I mean? And you can just feel what the person's really talking about. It's hard to feel somebody through a computer screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sure. sitting across, you can really feel. I mean, and think about like the last we had pre-talk. We never get that on a Zoom call. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, we're basically talking about Chris last night at the bar, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> So that wasn't even that far. Let's just Sorry. get in. Let's, let's just get in, shall yeah. we? So, um, so on the podcast today, we have uh, the amazing Christopher Benson, our buddy Christopher, and Christopher brought a friend with him today, and that's DJ Muldoon. Um, yeah. listen, DJ's next level. Yes. Oh my God. Come yeah. On. Um, Thank you. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean. It'd be hard to say if you don't know who DJ is to to go check him out. But it, if you don't know him, go check him out and you'll be blown away. Yeah. 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 Definitely like a, a, a specialist of sorts. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you're trying to go next level, I mean, you can't help if you watch this guy. Yeah, that's it. So, Mr. DJ and Mr. Benson, so, welcome up, to your day up, off, boys? man. Good nice to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. Is this a, so? You guys are on main stage together this weekend at Premiere, yeah? We are on Monday. Is this the first time? First yeah. time, yeah. First yeah, time it was a little scary. Together. Yeah, first yeah. time on stage together. No, it was a little scary. You know, I always, I always try to wind myself up and think, who do we want to get? Who do we want to call? And I've, we've had DJ on the list of like, yeah, we're gonna call him this year. We're gonna call, and I would always chicken out to call him, but. Just call him, and I called him. And I, I was, was going like, to ask you, how yeah, did you guys so connect? So I finally called. I just called him. I was just going to call you, and he's like, "Yeah, man, of course," because he's just that's who he is, right? He's just right. total chill, great guy, amazing at what he does. And I said, "Are you going to Orlando?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "What do you think about him in the main stage?" And he was like, "Yeah." It was just so chill. I'm like, well, you know, Chris, is that, a, is that a real commitment? Uh, or are you ever <laughs> this or? Um, But no, he's just he's he's uh, he's somebody for me that. Um, is super inspiring, and I think 
you know, I always try and put myself around people that inspire you to go to right. the next level. And I think when you think about somebody who cuts like that and, um, and just how he, how he approaches his life as well, you know, for me, that's such an important thing and just what people are giving back to the industry. Mm-hmm. And this guy is just relentlessly through his whole career has given and given and given. And, um, it's amazing the opportunity to stand up there with him. Like it's, it's a little surreal. Thank you for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Very nice. You know, it's funny. You said, like, like that's just the way that DJ is. You know, we've connected with DJ twice, and both times he put me through his people. So I guess uh, <laughs> you know, I, didn't get, I, didn't, I didn't get the phone call. <laughs> DJ, you know what happened? <laughs> twice. It's the same thing that happens for everybody else. You guys have somehow had an in. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Chris is sitting here. <laughs> See, See, now you're in. We have our people. <laughs> That's now it. You're, now it's in. So now, now you're stuck. See how that goes? That's um, crazy. That's so, 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 so where, where are you from? Originally, I'm from England. Yeah. Born and raised in Sheffield, England. Uh, moved to the States in 1992. So I've been here a long time. You haven't lost the accent at all. No, no. Made sure to keep that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You got to. Made sure to keep that. Yeah, okay. I think when when I left high school, because I did two years of high school, I went to work for Vidal Sassoon. So, you know, very British company. So yeah, I yeah. kept the accent. It did me a lot of favors. <laughs> Good deal. You went to, like, one of the academies there? Vidal Sassoon? Yeah, so I went to uh, the academy in Santa Monica. So uh, technically I'm an American hairdresser, not an English hairdresser. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, I went to school there, and then I decided that I wanted to stay there, and I, w- I apprenticed at the academy, so I was trained to be a Vidal Sassoon teacher. So you so went to, like, your basic hair school yeah, at did Santa Cosmo- Monica? Did yeah, did cosmetology at Vidal Sassoon, and then was like, okay, I need to work with these people. Of course. Yeah, and right. that's what happened. Just stayed. Hey, what, where where are we with our schools? Because didn't they close down a couple of years ago or something? The Sassoon schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the Sassoon schools are, are pretty much done now. And they're not, no one's picked, because we, um, we talked to Eden, and yeah, she, yeah. She, she was under the assumption that maybe somebody was coming in to save the day or something. Maybe that day never came. No, I don't think, well, a few years back, her and her brother were going to buy it back, but then they didn't bother with it. Mm. So I don't know where it is now. Someone has shame. it. Yeah. yeah, that's a shame, and not and not a shame to Eden and her brother, but it's just a shame that they no longer represent our industry, right? Yeah, or represent it, it in our industry. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a little emotional. It, for, you know, as yeah. like in our generation, and for I think sure. I can talk to all of us. I mean, it's it, it's it's a shame that there's no that Vidal Sassoon is no longer in our industry in a weird yeah, way, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I, and I think that's the thing is like having people like a DJ or you know different people that can carry that on. Um, I think is probably the best thing that you can do for him because when you care that much about how he changed, you know, Vidal changed the industry. Um, weird thing is he doesn't even know. He was a. I've taken a class from him at the academy <laughs> in Tracy, which is hilarious. Back in the day of coming through there too. So that's that's the surreal of how the circles work, and now here we stand on the main stage together. That's so cool. that's um, really, yeah, that's cool. really cool. Yeah. So for me, you know, you you want to be, you want to emulate those kind of people. You want to be around those kind of people, and no surprise that he stayed there and, you know, became an instructor and has done what he's done with his career. There's no no question. I mean, if you see the best of what's going on, you want to be a part of that, and it makes complete sense. You know, we um, early on in our podcast, we uh, we interviewed uh, Trevor Sorby. Yeah. And, and he had the greatest line about about um, Vidal. He goes, if you've ever held a blow dryer, you've been inspired by because his point was that not only did Vidal like uh, inspire the hair world, but he inspired the entire world. So if you've mm-hmm. ever held a blow dryer, yeah, then you've sure. been inspired by Vidal Sassoon, yep, which yeah. which it, it's such a part of our, our craft right now. Like you don't even yeah. think about that, but it's so true. Like he he brought it portable, right? Mm-hmm. He brought the blow dryer portable because before we had the big yes, and stuff he like did, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he was he was responsible for that. Him and Paul Mitchell, yep. I think they were two right of the there. first people yep. to use handheld. It, it, that's just to me. It's almost like bizarre land to think about, right? Like, the, like life before that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it, well, and I think just technology as a whole, how much it's changing, and just we see it with everything. I mean, I couldn't even turn the damn flat iron on 
yesterday. So he had to be in the gym. Like, where's the power? And I'm like, this isn't even hot. And I couldn't even find the power because everything's so just like technology on the edge driven, which is cool. But yeah, exactly. You could have turned it on by the phone. Exactly. So would you go back and forth? Would you travel to to England and 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 work with those Sassoon guys? Would you? So yeah, eventually, once I became a teacher at Sassoon, I quickly elevated through because I love teaching. Uh, did pretty well. Became a creative director pretty young. Um, and then I started to travel around the world with Sassoon and represent the academy. So I spent like six months in San Francisco. I've spent six months in Toronto, six months in London working for them whenever they needed cover. So mm-hmm. I'd go in. Uh, another guy, Gerard Scarpacey. Yeah, yeah, sure. We, yeah, both, we were both those two guys that would go around and help find teachers within the company. What that's a, kind of a cool position. Yeah, right? yeah that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. So did you, did you go straight from like basic school into teaching or did you go no. to salon life? So I did, um, I, once I graduated, which would have been um, like mid to late 95, then I um, did my apprenticeship. So that was about a two-year apprenticeship to become a teacher. Then they're not going to send you straight away to start teaching. So then I went to San Francisco for six months to work on a clientele. Um, did pretty well at that. They wanted me to stay. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going back to the academy. Mm. And so I think I started teaching in like January 97. So for so a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute now. Yeah. Doesn't seem like been a minute ago, does it? Time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing too for me is how young he was. I was like, pretty young when I did all that. You know what I mean? I mean, think about mm-hmm. that. You, you're in the best academy, the biggest academies that have in our generation the name. And then, so that was what I think it was inspiring to me to watch him was, it was somebody I could relate to because it was somebody that wasn't, you know, he's right. similar yeah. age. And I'm like, how the hell is this guy, how, this, how the right? hell is this guy working here doing this? And, and it was just amazing to watch. So that for me was inspiring to see someone that young moving through the ranks and following, you know, what he was doing with his career through that is, was enticing to watch and to see that. Um, and then different shows, different places we would see each other, yeah. um, literally around the world, different shows. So I think seeing that and what he's, um, done from stages and, right. the, and the creativity, I think, um, for me was, it's just no brainer. Like we need to jam, we need to do something. There's no question. And it's, it's, it's Sassoon, so it's like it's also like the most, and I mean this as a compliment. It's the most brutal training in the world, yeah. right? Like, like the yeah, notorious so about the test outs and all that. Well, when of. I was there, it was still Vidal Sassoon. It wasn't Sassoon, and they changed the name eventually because of like lawsuits and stuff like that. So I still work for the the man, and um, it was pretty hardcore. That's for sure. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it now. <laughs> Everybody quit. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> immediately. immediately. You can't talk to you like that. Did you, did, did you get a lot of time with Vidal? I did, actually. I was really fortunate. So my first two weeks of school, they asked me if I wanted to be an extra in a Vidal Sassoon commercial. So like the shampoo so company? Yeah. So oh I went There's got to be a YouTube was, of that. It was in... Uh, no, but I'll tell you like the situation. It was... I can't remember. Ni- early 95. The models were Rebecca Remain... Before she was Stamos. Uh-huh. And then the girl from the movie Species, I think her name was Natasha Henstridge or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just models at the time. They weren't even famous yet. So they were there, and it was it was through the night, and it was at Union Station, Los Angeles. So I got there, showed up at 6 p.m., and I could see all the trailers there. And then all of a sudden, Vidal showed up. So he was going to be on the commercial too, and he's got these supermodels and that. And I'm just two weeks into school, and I'm like, what the... <laughs> Going on yeah. this is great. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first exposure to meeting Vidal. But I'm a second-generation hairdresser. I grew up in the industry. And my dad's mentor, his best friend, was Vidal. <laughs> and um, he, unfortunately, committed suicide in the 60s. And I mentioned this name to Vidal, and he, he looked like he saw a ghost. You know what I mean? So well, he I was did. Like, if you're going to name drop someone, that's someone to name drop. So I name dropped and so immediately he wanted to talk to me about it. And then he's like, oh, you're English. What football team do you support? We never agreed on that. But yeah. <laughs> it became a big, big thing, actually, because eventually, years later, when I ended up working there and became a teacher, he took his eye out on me. He didn't want me to kind of go down the whole drug 
line right. things. And we used to go and watch soccer games the, on the TV, like at six o'clock in the morning, at the Cock and Bull on Lincoln Boulevard in Santa Monica. Wow. A lot of experience and a lot of time with him. Can you imagine being in in school and and you ha- here you have Vidal yeah. said, "Hey, come come hang out with me and watch yeah, the game." Drink Guinness at six. Yeah, let's in go the morning. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah, it's un- no, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, and it was it was cool because I was super young, probably like eighteen, nineteen, twenty at that time, and he made a conscious effort to you know make sure that I was okay, and he would call and fig- you know feel me out and see how I was doing and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really cool. That's, That's beautiful, yeah. man. You ain't kidding. And I knew Eden back then. And right. I knew he's, I know all of them actually. That's yeah. a, it, it's amazing that you get to bond like as a person, not as like a, yeah, not like, as a hairdresser, like a hair, not as a yeah, hairdresser, or a, f- a fanboy. Like, right, exactly. You know I mean, usually that's what we, that yep. I would get. Yep. We have a friend who worked for Surface for a few years. He's not there now. Um, Gerard, and um, when he met Vidal, he he like they talked. They talked. Football, because apparently yeah. they support the same team, and I don't know what that means, but right. you know, they supported the same team. So G was like, I never in a million years thought I'd meet Vidal and wouldn't talk about hair. Right. Right? They talked about football because yeah. – um, and he was just at a game, and yeah. he saw Vidal, like, on the, like, big screen, yeah. you know, going to his box or to his chair or something. That's how he even knew that he was a fan. But Chelsea yeah, fan, right? Chelsea yeah. fan. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. fan, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, Chelsea yeah. fan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, G's going to be here tonight, so I'll make sure you guys get to box it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was good times. So the last time I saw him was at the we were talking about this off air was the uh, alternative show in London. Mm-hmm. It would have been about two thousand and nine, think something like that. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that he was sick? Yeah. Um, you kind of once you're in the loop, the circle, you kind of mm-hmm. in. Like a lot of us are like extended family, so we all kind of knew. And then um, Tony Beckerman actually was the one that spread the news about it to a lot of us to let us know what was going on. Mm. But I knew he was kind of on his way out. At on some his way point. out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I I was, I mean, obviously not being in the middle, like when, when, when he died, like it, it was, I was shocked. You know, yeah, I was like, it was we still didn't hear, shock, yeah, 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 you know, you didn't really like, hear, I didn't hear about him being sick or anything. Wasn't it 10 years this year, DJ? Yeah, he died in 2011, 2012, like sorry. Yeah, unbelievable that it's been 10 years. May. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember where I was, too, when, it, when I got the, the call. I was, in the, I was in New York in the city, and I just broke down in front of everybody. Of I course just, you did. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm. Well, I mean, I but he had a good innings. He had, yeah. a good, he had a good time. When look at the impact he made. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, if you've ever had a blow dryer, exactly. as Trevor says, you know, yeah. if you've ever had a blow dryer, that's great. Do you have a good Vidal story? I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Uh, <laughs> Once that you can tell? I, I, mean, I once saw him walk straight flush into a mirror, into a mirrored wall. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a funny story. Yeah. Was his face imprinted on and the mirror? And it was in his salon, too. And I was no! Like, no one saw it. Everybody looked the other way. Nobody yeah. saw nothing. Dude, but well, I'll I, say, if you're ever on a podcast, never talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw someone who did it, and everybody looked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we saw it, but we were like, no, nobody, nobody, nobody saw. saw. Yeah, you're fine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you and Fidel have something in common. Yeah, yeah. we walked into mirrors. <laughs> well, you walked in. What is that glass door in New York? Oh, I did walk into. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I almost got knocked out. I didn't see it at all. We were trucking too. <laughs> I think we were running late or something, weren't we? Not anymore. You were oh, done, dude. <laughs> it's funny you can see his oil face print on this. Literally. Well, get this. So, so we were. I guess we were. It was like fifty seventh or something. We had just we had just gotten off the train and we decided to walk. So like you're like, you know, oh, like yeah. sweating, and then I walked right into the door, dude. Oh, man. I was like, and it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying not You're to show it, You're it cool. but it hurt. Well, <laughs> yeah, we hurt. we had a meeting, right? right? So we had a meeting, and like the the people <laughs> just <laughs> broke your face. And the whole thing, and the whole the whole <laughs> office was glass, and like you could see him on the other side in the conference room, and we're you know we're meeting for whatever he's reason. Like, he's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So we're sitting there, and as the meeting goes on, like it starts <laughs> to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, he has like a fist-sized knot on his no. eye. True story. No. Yeah. Then you have to go the rest of the weekend with a fist-sized, you know, on your head. Oh. oh, my gosh. Like your boy's been beating you up. 
<laughs> yeah, and he was. He still yeah. is. Listen to him. You get that recording right. Right. He's still <laughs> working now. He's working now. <laughs> He's killing me. So, so were you with Sassoon's, uh, the Vidal Sassoon School, uh, all the way to the end? Or were you, or no, you... I left Vidal Sassoon in 2002. I'd um, kind of done as much as I could do in the academy there. I was one of the top instructors. And um, I'd done the show circuit for Vidal, and I'd always watched all the other teams. And one team that didn't have anything of me in it was the Chromines team, Robert Chromines. So in late 2002, I joined the Chromines team, and then I toured the world with them for a few years. Um, and then I became the director of education for haircutting for Paul Mitchell. So I did that. I wrote the Paul Mitchell curriculums. Wow. Um, that's how I probably met Christopher was, well, we met before apparently. Yeah. He took a class. <laughs> 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 but just doing the circuits and doing like main stage shows and then seeing these guys backstage and then right. we go on and do our thing. And that's how it was. You just lived in a suitcase, oh. out of a suitcase and just traveled from country to country, city to city. So I did that for well, quite a while, about eight years. And then I kind of became a little bit disillusioned with that part of the industry. And I, I'd start. We, I'd actually uh, started a production company back in the early mid two thousands, where we were doing all the videos and stuff for Paul Mitchell. So instead of having someone film us, we were filming ourselves and then editing it. And early days of social media, you know, like MySpace and Facebook, and we were just throwing stuff up there. And no one was doing that back then. And so I was really into that part of it. And I eventually went independent in 2008, 2009, about that time. And that was kind of like before the uh, the trend of independent, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. It, it was, you know, it was a few different things. I, uh, I just kind of got disillusioned with just that same constant thing over and over and over. Some personal things in my life. I was going through a divorce, and that was connected to Paul Mitchell. So I was like, mm. I'm out of here. Right. So I did my own thing, became independent, not necessarily by choice, because um, it really wasn't a choice back then, but it became a choice for a lot of people afterwards, that's for sure. I, I like how your evolution was independent, because it was a divorce and, like, now I'm independent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So go, going through these different processes, you know, a lot of times when we're with some someone for so long, yeah. uh, a brand, a team, or whatever, and then when it's time for you to move on, the team or the or the company doesn't necessarily uh, feel good about that. I mean, yeah. does it create like bitterness or a rival, or where they were like, "Hey, I'm glad for you." Um, with Vidal Sassoon, yes, for sure. Um, with Paul Mitchell, it was a little different. Um, yeah, there was a divorce involved, so without going too deep into right. it, you can get what yeah. I mean by yeah. that. Yeah. So a lot of people were very sad to see me go, but some people were like, well, it's kind of, it has to happen in a right. way. So, right, right, right. Yeah. I want to ask you if you have any Robert stories. Oh, I've got loads of them. <laughs> 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 Where do you want to go? <laughs> go ahead. I got tons of them. <laughs> balls in your court. <laughs> Talking about balls. I but actually just um, we, we did it. I I wasn't doing hair, but I went to see him do a, an event in San Diego a few weeks back. Oh yeah, and um, you know, same Robert doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, we love that guy, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we, we were hoping they were coming. One we were of talking. A kind. Yeah, we yes. were talking to him, and uh, unfortunately, he said they couldn't make it. So, yeah, he's but not in Orlando. He'll be at Ice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be there. Unfortunately, we're missing that one. Are oh, you missing that one? Cause yeah, we have a. Um, we are. This is selfish plug. We're um, we're hosting the uh, the Brit uh, Brit Siva uh, Thrivers okay, Live. Cool. cool. In, in June, so yeah, it's pretty. We're, we're hired to MC an event, which I don't. She clearly has never heard us speak. <laughs> she must have heard you rap. <laughs> she must have heard you rap. <laughs> Corey's, Corey's a good rapper. You feel that, you feel that bus coming? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. It's coming, man. I'm going to get him up there. You should have never said that, man. Oh, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you should probably hear his rap before you, like, offer him anything. Well, I didn't say it was going to. I'll pay him. I just want to hear it. We'll start with let's hear it first. Yeah, yeah, we're done. yeah we go. I think that's a uh, that, that's a that's an after podcast thing. Yeah, for sure. After podcast. Actually, you did rap on the podcast. Oh, with you've rapped on the with podcast. Kelly Cardenas. Oh, oh, dear. oh yeah. I think yeah. Kelly made you put rap, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good rapper himself. Yeah, 
Mr. Kelly. Kelly's a good dude. He's a good. Yeah. I like Kelly, man. He's a good dude. A guy who like makes me laugh all the time. Yeah, you know? he's a good don't dude. give him a microphone. He won't get off it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he ever puts one down to be off of it. <laughs> yeah. I used to share the stage with him quite a lot. Oh, I'm sure. DJ'd be like, "Get over here! Don't take the microphone." Here you go. Well, we did a podcast with him, and like, it was like two hours long. I'm like, "Kelly, are we getting off this thing or what, man?" He's like, "No, I got a few more things to tell you." Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh my god, funny. we're not shitting on you, Kelly. We love you, bro, no, for sure. Oh, it's nothing. So, he knows that. Oh yeah. When, when um, he's got a good sense of humor too. So when you went independent, like, yeah. how did one? How easy was it to make? Because. Again, that's kind of pre-social media. That's pre-whatever. How'd you get your name? How'd you create the curriculum? And then how'd you get your name out there? So, um, well, I was very fortunate to have my name out there through Sassoon and Paul Mitchell. I mean, you know, they're massive worlds in themselves. Sure, right. So you've always got that global audience when you're with them. But the great thing that happened for me was actually creating the curriculum for the Paul Mitchell schools and then starring in the video. So I left. Paul Mitchell, mm-hmm. but I was still in their world, and I still am today. So it's like, it's a constant, you know, advertisement for me. Like, hey, who's that guy? We don't know who he is. And then people are like, oh, yeah, it's DJ. Right. But the time when I went independent, that's when Hairbrain started. And Gerard and I used to be roommates, so we're really close. You have any Gerard story? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I've got pictures too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roommates for sure. He's got pictures. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> but that, yeah, that just kind of helped too because it was early days and they were starting out, and so it just helped that I was making videos still, and they helped pr- push that out there, and uh, Instagram started. And, and that then that it. kind of became a much easier w- platform to advertise yourself on. That's sure. really when things started to change big time. Sure. Did did you run into any like IP problems, issues with like because because you wrote the curriculum and then like was there any IP stuff that you had to deal with? Um, not really. I mean, I uh, it's kind of a clean break when I left Paul Mitchell, so it's just there. You know, I didn't really have to do too much with. But it. when you started your curriculum, there wasn't any oh, conflict of interest. Well, no, like that? because. To be honest with you, the curriculum that I wrote is it's mine. It's the same one because I o- originally helped write uh, the Sassoon ABC as well. Mm-hmm. So that part, it's all a that com- part for those in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a combo, you know, of our stuff, and we've all left Vidal, and we've all done the same thing. And right. you know, the Aveda one's exactly the same because it's written by two ex Sassoon people. And they use my Paul Mitchell one as an example to do it. So it's we're all still got it out there. That's probably why Vidal's not around anymore. <laughs> is because <laughs> we condemned them down. He's <laughs> like, that was not the version that we started with. Right. Uh, no, but I think I, I think the, that leaves, that's what leaves the legacy on. That's, you know, it yeah. lives through us. And I think if, if, you know, Gerard and you and people that you guys have touched and that ripple effect and going out to, yeah. you know, be able to still do that. I mean, that in itself, I think uh, he would be so proud of you, DJ. Oh, I thanks, mean, he, yeah. seriously, he would be so yeah. proud of you and what you've done and, and how you do and it. You know, that's that's exactly why I still do what I do. I yep. mean, I got taught very early on that it really wasn't about me. It was about the invid- individual that I'm teaching yep. or the group that I'm teaching and if I make it about them, in the end, it becomes about, about me you. anyway. Yeah, exactly. So right. it's, you know, it's losing the ego quickly and being more humble. And that. that's what I got from Vidal. And to always constantly get rid of the unnecessary, mm-hmm. the right. superfluous, as he would say. Walk me through that. Just, you know, the Sassoon way is to, to not elaborate, to not embellish. It's to strip away the unnecessary so that you can teach it in its purest form so i could teach a five-year-old the same stuff as i could teach a 40-year-old as a 20-year-old and they would immediately get it that was the philosophy of well it it was vidal sassoon but it originally comes from bauhaus which is a, a design school out of europe in the 1920s and 30s so like form and function and all that kind of stuff right that's brilliant, man. That's so cool. So what's the name of your independent program? Uh, Knowledge Destroys Fear. What a brilliant, like, talk about stripping it away. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. No, but that's it. It's, I think the more poignant, the easier you can make it for people to have their discovery. 
Um, and that's one thing I, you know, I've watched and, and you know, for me, uh, you want to emulate those people. DJ is very much that, that kind of person that um, allows you space mm. to discover. Yes. And I think that that Important. is a hard thing for people in this industry to, to, to exactly what he said, talk about ego, to let go of that. And you're still the facilitator, but it's really about their discovery. And yeah. once and once they have that discovery, you're going to be their hero forever. And I think it's realizing you're the conductor of just allowing that to happen and creating space for them to allow that to happen. Um, and I think there's I think there's not many out there that that do it that way. In mm. my opinion, mm. there's just not. I don't think people take it as um, in the care, I think is a good word. It's a what? In, in the care of yeah. our craft. I think there's very few right now that hold that and tell that line. That's my opinion. I think it's all over the place. It's not a bad thing. Well, I, Variety's well, good. Well, what I'm saying is... The but even all over the place, I mean, I think that, that that's just the way that it is, right? I mean, no, everybody... Fine. Ever, I think that right? there's always going to be everything <coughs> all over, isn't there? Yep. I think what it is is understanding when you're teaching something that you're a translator and you've got to understand everyone's learning language and you know it just comes with a lot of experience you're gonna yeah that's like a certain depth right so you can see the depth of where he comes from and, and 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 just all the different you know just things that that then taught are you know into you you can see the depth and to your point, there's a lot of things that just surface, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Yeah, we, it's we like, see oh, we're shiny, shiny, yeah. Yeah. shiny. Exactly, right? Squirrel, yeah. squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Exactly, squirrel. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, think it, I think it is that. It's that core. It's that depth. It's, uh, you know, uh, you have to have a baseline to start from, and everybody can grow from whatever that baseline is. It's, you know, what do you want your baseline to start out? And having a baseline like that is a, is a baseline. It's a soon structured um I think it's interesting, you know, you said that earlier, DJ, is like, would it, would it still happen? Could it be done like that? And I just, I think it, it would be interesting to see um, that structured. Using now, that, that dynamic again, right, yeah. And using that dyma- dynamic again, because it didn't waver. Yeah, but I'm sure, are you sure you're not Irish? Because you <laughs> seem like you had, like a, like a horseshoe or, or a four-leaf <laughs> slow. I mean, talk about somebody's lucky from a gig. Well, my go. name is Muldoon. Right. Right time, right place. Right. Honestly, right time, right place. Like, I'm one of the last generations of that Sassoon core. Like after me, after I left Vidal Sassoon, then it became Sassoon. It was owned by Regis, so it's a different entity. So things started to change in that. But Do you like, feel any responsibility to that? Like I said before, I think some of us that have left have probably added to the, no, no, I won't say the demise, because the name's always going to be stellar, isn't it? Right. I just think the grasp on how to work with the younger audience wasn't there. You know, and we were living it out. We were living in a social media world, you know. So I feel that that's probably why some of it has happened. But the people I used to work with, there's, we're still around doing stuff in the industry and in pretty good positions doing it and still very right. influential. Right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. I mean, very. <laughs> that's brilliant, man. That's so cool. So when um, so with your program, are you yeah. online? Or are you uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, shows and all that. Like yeah, I've been very fortunate since I did I did go independent over ten twelve years ago. That I'm one of the busiest independent teachers. I'm always fully booked. Sure. Um, I'm not always in the the public eye as much as a lot of people are, but I think having that following helped me sure. to not be as much as. Um, I love playing with social media, so I have a pretty big following on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, um, I've been doing the independent thing for 10 years now. Um, it's online, it's on social media. And all the stuffs. All the stuffs. All the stuff. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Are you working in the parliamentary schools at all? Uh, I sometimes go in as a guest artist. Right. And certain schools will bring me in. Uh, if I'm nearby, they want me to come in and teach the teachers. I do a lot of teacher training. Um, but not just with Paul Mitchell. I was just in Canada doing it with the Aveda crew up there. 
but a few I, weeks back. But outside outside of the of the shows, mm-hmm. do you do you do hands on or yes. live? Yeah, education? I do a lot of. I have a lot of classes, um, so I'm constantly traveling around teaching private classes. Um, like I said, I'm fully booked with that, which is great. Very thankful for that. Um, and then I do s- some of the trade shows. Um, I don't do trade shows like I used to. I mean, I used to be on main stage every week um, and then doing all the classrooms and then on the floor, on the booths as well. Right. And, um, I don't do that anymore. And when he asked me to do that, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. It's been <laughs> so long since I've done that. So, well, When's the last time you were on main stage? Um, on I've main done stage. main stage for my own brand a few times uh-huh. in the past um, six or seven years. Uh, but never anything consistent. Um, but like the last time I was like an active um, platform artist was probably 20, 2009. You want to hear a crazy story wow. from last year? So last year w- when you did main stage and we came in and sat in and, and it was so amazing because Sam was on, Sam Villa was on stage oh, with you. Sam. Dude, and it was like, like we've seen Sam on stage a lot, right? When he was with you, there was like a we saw like a twenty year old Sam up there. Oh, he was, was dancing around. Oh, was. He was kind of like he was like was in fun. the moment. It's like yeah. he didn't have the pressure of like yeah. of like this is how we create shape. This is that whatever oh. whatever. He was just he was dancing and stuff. And like Tony and I got a kick out of. It. We're like, oh look at Sam, yeah. man. He's like he's back in high school now. Seeing that video back was just so. I'm right, right? Yo, know, it, it, I was standing right there watching it and like. Supposed to be cutting, but I was watching him because <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, it's, it's really going on right now. Now, man, when you can create that space and and allow people that it's not that, it's not the pressure, it's not, you know, uh, it has to be done a certain way, it has to be this, it has to. Right. Be. It just, um, I think, allows people to just create and then and then, you know, and then collabing. I think has become such an interesting thing uh, in working with people. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was even funny. Like, can I share the story? Like, so was when we were talking about uh, this, I called DJ and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. And I thought, wow, that was easy. He didn't ask about models. He didn't <laughs> ask about wardrobe. He didn't ask about nothing, right? And I'm thinking, that call's coming at any time. <laughs> <laughs> that call's coming at any time. Um, but it was it was interesting because the, uh, the trust to be able to know that you're going to set somebody up like that and do it um, and the respect. Right, you want if, if somebody's coming in to spend that kind of time, um, you want to give them that respect to set them up with success. So it was great. We got his first model pick, and and funny enough, from a financial school, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they were all always watching him, um, and she was just ex- completely excited about the whole situation. But I think it's just um, you know find people you want to uh, you want to vibe with and vibe and. Um, so we get back on the phone, and so I'll catch you to the story. So DJ and his team, I got pushed to his team as well, so don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> and they're lovely, by the way, so they're very historic. <laughs> um, I don't know. They never reached out. Dawn, no, Dawn's lovely. I love Dawn. She's over there. She's over right over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, of course, he has his team, and so they're like, you know, you know we're going to we'll come in, and we'll do the color, and I was like, and that would be traditionally how it would go, right? right. DJ has his model, Chris has model sam has his model and i was like um let me call him <laughs> and i was like I, there's no question because i know him they're amazing colorists mm-hmm. but i was like really like we want to do this together for sure um and he was open to it and uh so no it's super cool because i got to color it for him yeah true <laughs> right. collab yeah oh. <laughs> i got to color for him this so is the first time you guys collab like this yeah ever yeah. ever yeah. so just that trust and being able to you know watch him cut and have the conversation um you know, how do you want the color? What if we did this? Um, no, it was just amazing. And then to be able to stand there with him and then watch that go down, that's, for me, where this industry should be supporting each other. And, you know, it, it when everybody can work in uh, support, I think it becomes a different ballgame. It takes nothing away from what he does. If anything, it elevates what for we sure. all do. Yeah. And I think it's just seeing that in uh, for each other. Because right. his success has been amazing. I mean, yeah. For, s- for so long. You know, for in- so long. Yeah, our industry is like, all right, this is my group. Right. You're not talking or work with that group or, you know, and, and that is is breaking, right? So. Well, I think I think you said something interesting, you know, like leaving brands. It's, it's, it is a bit like a divorce. I mean, we had this conversation last year yeah. about mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it, the interesting thing to me is it very much, um, I find with the artist, that and and the ones that knew 
I want everybody to hear these words, the ones that knew what impact you made and what you brought to the table are the ones that are still in contact. Yeah. Right. And the ones that did not see that value or look at it in their eyes are the ones that have just fallen away, which is fine because uh, you want to pour your energy into what is going to reciprocate and support that. And right. so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it changes always going to happen. Changes are going to happen. It's how people handle it. But I think there's enough abundance for everybody. Everybody can be respectful. And people have choice how they go with it. And some people yeah. do good. And some people go, maybe that's not how I want to emulate. Well, well Chris, <laughs> Chris, you're amazing because, like, like collaboration is like, and certainly even a couple of years ago, was a buzzword more than anything. Mm. You know, we need to collab. We need to collab and stuff. Oh, for sure. But, but, but. Time after time, show after show, whether, you know, you're doing a couple shows. I mean, you are living collaboration and you're bringing the best artists that, that, that you can up on stage with you. And, and, and where, you know, you kind of like, like a stand-up comedian doesn't always like their opener to like be funnier than them. Right. Like, like you're giving that space to be like, you just, you, you do you. And I don't think you know how much you're impacting them because we talk to them individually afterwards and. They are so grateful and so thankful, and literally some of them get cl- close to tears in their eyes and said, this has been the most amazing thing ever. It's cool. Put yours in my eyes, man. No, you just want to <laughs> 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 uh, give people the space to thrive, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, you just, you honestly just, it's, it's, it's not about us. It's giving people a space, and I think... Uh, I'm so thankful for Premier to allow us to to be on a stage um, to bring in that kind of a show. Um, artists that trust enough to come and do it year after year, and it's it's crazy to break the break the system, if you will, right. of what's been gone. And then again, I don't think it takes anything away from what the brands do. I think it it still can be a great thing, but um, the idea of siloing everybody is over. The idea of you're them and this is us. Yeah. And I think that that whole shit is over because I think that we're done with it. The artists are done the with it. The artists are done. Yeah, yeah, The that's artists fair. are done with it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. We're all friends. So we're all bland, friends. That's the stupid it, part. We're that's all friends. That's weird, right? Yeah. We all know each other. We're all friends. Yeah. We all, you know, right. are cool. And I think that the politics sometimes get in the way of the bullshit. And I think it's just to the point now, I think COVID changed a lot of people. It changed yeah. the way they let people look, feel, want, need and desire and i think if you're not stepping to the plate in in reality in realness uh, people are seeing right through it yeah those days are over man i think i, I think i I'm, I'm hopeful that you're right you know because i i mean i like to think the best of people yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean i mean this is living proof living proof main stage is living proof fair enough it's uh it's surreal honestly it's every you know we Every year you think, he's, all right, what are you going to do next year? What are you going to do next year? Um, and I just, I don't know, man. You just find the people that you want to uh, support. And I just watched, I've watched him for so many years and sat in the class. I mean, that's class. It's fucking surreal when you think about that, you know? You go pay assessing cl- class to take with DJ, and I was just mesmerized how young he was. That, for me, was just, because um, I'm a third-generation hairdresser. Mm. So every all the success that yeah, I but saw, you're a Utah. Well, yeah, I know, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now that I know you're an American hairdresser, it's all <laughs> <laughs> now you want your money I'm back. Open, I'm, open, I'm opening that up on the. Uh, 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 listen, he was. You know where he's slicing? No, I'm kidding. He was born uh, in Seattle. He just puts the accent <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm from Orange County. <laughs> so no, it's it's uh I think it's amazing. It's it's pretty surreal. And then to be able to come in to see your people and us getting all yeah. back to, you know, live stuff and yeah, this industry needs this industry needs each other, you know. We need to be able to be out with the people and um I, I love the idea that we could stay connected in lives and zooms and stuff, but that energy is different in, in live and I think that um that's the space we wanna break the system. Let's not do it we the same it, way, man. <laughs> Let's shake it up because this is clearly these last few years. Well, we're on board, man. Has everybody adds, thinking a little it different? It adds a little bit more color, doesn't it? It's yes. not as bland. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little few different flavors going on. What's well, to Chris's point, too, though, I mean, like, by putting everyone on stage, it's not about the ego. It's about the craft. Yeah. You know? If you're standing up there by yourself, it's really hard. Like, your own insecurity is going gonna, is gonna to force you to see through the goggles of ego. 
you know. So, but when you're when you can share that space, it it opens it up, and you're like, let's let's focus on the craft. And by the way, you have to step up for DJ, and DJ's got to step up for you as sure. artist. No, but you know? but I think that's that's the cool part, and I think that's that's that for me is like the surreal part is honestly like having the conversations with him or a Zambia last year in seminar super close, but still having that conversation with Sam's like. <laughs> Well, it's one thing to share a beer. It's another <laughs> thing to share, share a stage, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And then start sharing models. And then, you know, it's right. not just your model. It's, you know, we're going to collab on this. And it, right. it becomes, but then it's also how do you protect people? How and what's you, that? Well, I, I mean, Sim works for Redken, right? right? So it's important that it's done the right way. It's not, um, it's done with their color if that's, if it's his model. If, you know, it's done integrous, it's done the right way. It's protect people so that it doesn't ruin it. Because I think when this is not brand centric, well, brands can support it. I think when it's not brand centric, um, then they don't have to have a say in what goes on. We do, right? Which is a different ballgame. So right. we don't have somebody on the shoulder going, "Is that right? Did you say this? We can say whatever we want. We're no just here to inspire." Involved. Huh? No suits involved. No, yes. <laughs> you didn't no. mention this product. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. So it's, and I think that's just a different space. It's We've never had that where we could just get up and create without do this for me, mm-hmm. do this, right. push this, talk about this. Right. It's just we just want to create, and I think that's finally to us to get to that point to be able to do that. I mean, it's with uh, people like this, like right? It's like it's <laughs> it's it's I mean, it's kind of really the first of its kind. So, yeah, I like it. I like it, too, man. <laughs> it kind of well, feels we're like I can't I wait like till it. tomorrow. I can't. Yeah, either. I can't either. I can't wait to see it. Or Monday. Monday. DJ's up on Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. we got, we got one up on Monday. Day, two, two different yeah. shows. Well, we'll miss him tomorrow, but we'll see. You. We'll catch you on Monday there. Yeah. But I, and listen, I don't. I'm not old enough to remember, but but I kind of get the sense that before the brands got heavily involved in the industry, that this was like if you talk about like like or, like we talked about Trevor and we talked about Vidal and and, and how they collaborated together. Um, and who, uh, Vivian, when we talked to Vivian, mm-hmm. like she was yeah. like, Oh, yeah, we were at the yeah, we would sit at a round table, and then she started like, and she wasn't name dropping, well. yeah, exactly, right? right? And she wasn't name dropping, but she's like, No, this was my round table, right. you know, and you're yeah. like, What is that, Labetta? Yeah, Trevor, right. like, 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 how Anthony, to be in this to know, be like, alive yeah. at the same time is <laughs> remarkable. To be sitting, it kind of yeah. reminds me of like the American founding fathers, like, had they never found each other, you know, mm-hmm. what would it be? But they are kind of like the maybe I'm way overstepping here. English. <laughs> we on a bar, man. Wow. wow, wow, wow. I think Fair. technically Trevor's uh, Scottish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Yeah, but but it was kind of it's kind of that like you're watching But it is like that it is, though. Right. It is it, it it is that. And that's why we we talking like, you know, the competitions the British hairdressing world. That's the pinnacle. That's what everything is gauged from is is out of Britain. I mean, honestly, right. that's where the hottest shit was coming out, and that's where the level was set, and that's where the standard was set. And every, you know, now I think it's because of social media. I think it's gotten so much more global well, it's where you way can see more it. Global, yeah. But that's where the hub was, right? Literally, and it was those people that were pushing that out from that <laughs> frown table, and then it would filter out slowly. And it took a you know a long time for it to get to over to America. I mean, it was like you. Know, guys are hairdressers it'd be years before we'd see really what was going on over there consistently right and what was happening and now it's in a flash you can see what's happening Media. instantly yeah. yeah and so it's changed and, and but also it, f- it forces evolution so it quickly forces it. yeah you sure. know like it forces that yeah. evolution like oh, okay we saw this what's next yeah you oh yeah, yeah oh yeah people are over it real quick yeah yeah <laughs> <Squirrel>. <laughs> yeah yeah the formula is different now yeah, yeah completely different yeah. you know it, it, it's. A, I mean, listen. I, I think we're in a really special time in the industry because I think we're both we're both like evolving, but we're evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. Like I know that it's kind of the same, but it's kind of not the same as well. I think I think we're evolving as artists, but we're changing as an industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that I think it's good. You I know? Think, oh, I think it's great. You know, and I, I mean, we. There's love two things that are going to happen in life: death and change. <laughs> apparently, par- apparently, I'll Uncle Sam I'll, hasn't come knocking. I'll t- well, I'll, well, taxes, of course, depending on what you're living and doing, and uh, but you know, change is constant, and I think it's right. how it's getting uncomfortable with change. I think. What do you mean? I, I think the more uncomfortable you are comfortable with change, the easier it becomes. You know, yeah. well, the more yeah, yeah, flex. Sure. It's not so rigid. It's you know, if something happens, it's not the end of the world. Like, right. use your experiences to to stand on your two feet and go. And you know, I've I've seen this. I've tried this, and also be vulnerable to, you know, surround yourself with people that can share, and be vulnerable enough to say, 
show me, share with me, right. teach me. And I think, you know, that's where ego has changed. Um, it's, it's not about how good I am. It's about good, what, is we, what do we do as an industry? Mm. Who cares what I do? Well, that's what I did yesterday. What are we doing today? And if we aren't doing something to elevate it into a different place, we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. You feel responsible for that? Absolutely. But I think that comes from what standard was set from that soon. Right. And that level that was set there. I mean, why would I go take a class from that level after already being licensed? Because that was the level. So consistently, I would go there year mm-hmm. after year because that's what level you wanted to work at because that's what it was. So for me, yeah, do I feel responsible? Um, I think anytime somebody gets going to give you the opportunity to take a stage or uh, the responsibility that you better put some value back into these people, inspire them, um, make them think a little bit different, mm-hmm. have them walk out of those seats different than the way they walked in them. And for me, the way we always approach it is if you were sitting in that audience, would you pay the ticket? And if you're not doing a show like that, what well, are you doing? What are you doing, baby? That's it. The one thing that's for sure that if Chris Benson's name is on the thing, it's on the <laughs> ticket, that it's going to get pushed. Right? That's what we appreciate about, like, what is he going to come up with now? And then how's he going to top that next year? Because I always, um, what word am I looking for? Not envious. I'm always scared for you. Like, yeah. how are you going to push it next year? Apparently, you're going to bring DJ on stage yeah. with you. <laughs> Call DJ. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure, DJ. It's all on you now, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> call your friends. No, uh-huh. but I think it's when you can get to that point that you can call your people or, you know, people that you would have never had an opportunity to work with. I mean, I've seen him so many times backstage and on stage at different places around the world. Um, you know, you talk about Chromine's team and watching those mm-hmm. guys just smashing stuff, and you just go, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were powerhouses and amazing teams watching that. And I think that, you know, you is as crazy as it could be, is still as disruptive as it could be, but is still as professional as what it can be. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of those things are great. It's what you do with those things. Because I want to disrupt the hell out of the industry in the most professional way. In the most professional way, I think is it, <laughs> man. <laughs> and will every time I ch- every time I get a chance. <laughs> but I think I think that's part of it. I think change we gotta we gotta create it. If we're gonna if we're just gonna fall in line and do the same thing over and over and over, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna elevate. We're not gonna elevate this industry. So do I feel a responsibility to it? Yeah, but I think it's a personal choice to feel that responsibility. Of course. I think that's why DJ teaches as much as he teaches in the classes that yeah. he does. Is sure. Because he's, I'm sure there's a part of him without speaking for him, but I'm sure there's a part of him that feels a responsibility to that as well. Yeah. So, well, that's kind of what I was saying earlier, DJ. Is like, like, do you feel a responsibility for like you know carrying on the the, the Sassoon, not yeah. not the Sassoon, but Vidal's legacy? I mean, you're a part of you're you're a direct descendant of yeah. that legacy, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I knew early on that that was my mission. Even when I left Vidal and went to work for Paul Mitchell, I was like, oh, I'm just going to spread this into this world right. and see where that goes and then that evolved into my thing independently and that's the mission it's always to constantly make sure that there's a common knowledge and you know everyone gets it did you when you were when you were young did you have desire to teach or was it just did, did the bug uh, catch you as a hairdresser it was to be honest with you it happened when i was in school i just realized oh i'm in a very special place here these you people, could identify that i knew that they were the best wow. in the world immediately as soon as wow. i walked through the door wow and i was like i need to be a part of this right but you know i i grew up in the industry my dad had like four schools in the uk about eight salons so he was pretty pretty big business and when I asked him or when I told him I wanted to be a hairdresser, he's like, after a while, he, he warmed up to the idea of it. I'm an only child. I reap the benefits of all <laughs> this hard work. So I didn't really have the work ethic so much at the time. And he's, he's like, oh, you want to be a hairdresser? I'm like, yeah. He goes, nah, you don't have the, the ethic yet. So then I went, got a job and all that kind of stuff and proved to him that I was, you know, a responsible child and I could do this. And he's like, okay, where do you want to go? And this is like 93, 94 when I graduated high school. And the cool thing in hair then was Bedhead. <laughs> sure. Yeah, TG. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. They had a place in Dallas. Yeah. Right. So that's where I wanted to go to. And he's like, no, if we're going, th- we're doing this. I'm sending you to the best. And he's like, Fidel Sassoon. I was like, 
that sounds awful. You know, <laughs> at that time, it was like the cheesiest commercial at the time. With right. You don't look good, we don't, don't look, look good, good, all that kind of stuff. Brown bottle. Even yeah. SNL were doing a, a spoof on it at the no, time with they? David Spade. It was phenomenal. No. Salon. Down at the salon. You know, oh, instead of no, salon, we got to look so, that up. You got to look it up. It's hilarious. And they were just spoofing Christopher Brooker. That's what they were That's doing all the time. But as soon as I walked through the door, because I went to the school when it was on the promenade in Santa Monica, before it was on Santa Monica Boulevard, and it was like old school. It was like 1982-looking thing, and just every teacher in there just had their own look. They could wear what they wanted. And I'd grown up in that in my dad's salon, so I was always really attracted to fashion and music and the, and being able to portray yourself to look like you're one of them. And that was just the place to be, and I was like, okay, I'm... That's where I want to work. I want to stay here. I want to be a teacher. I don't want to work behind the chair in the salon. And then when I did my apprenticeship, one day a week I had to go to the salon in Beverly Hills to be, you know, do the shampoo, sweep, and blow dry and all that stuff. And I did not like it. <laughs> and they didn't like me either because I'm the I'm the assistant from the school. Right. So I'm I'm cutting hair four days a week and doing one day at the salon where I'm doing all that kind of stuff. They're shampooing four days a week and having like half a day to tr train on <laughs> hair. So they hated me. <laughs> so there was like this thing and I just knew immediately that's where I wanted to be and that's where I ended up being. So how long was it from the time you graduated school till the time you started teaching? So I graduated in uh, November 95. I was teaching by uh, January, actually halfway through. So maybe June, July 97. So like two years. Two years. Holy amazing. And I, they, I was in San Francisco for six months of those two years. So it, it took me a year it, and a half to train to be a teacher and then half a year just working on clients so that when I went back to the academy, I knew what stylists dealt with every day. Right, 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 right. Whoa, that's amazing. And, and, and I'd have to lie about my age. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the thing. What? I'm gonna call my boss out, Stephen Moody. He he ah, like, 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 like don't tell him what age you are. <laughs> tell him you're 25. <laughs> I knew that name was coming. Oh my god! Oh, I kind I remember those days because they were like, like when you first got out of hair school, like how long have you been doing hair? And they're like, when's the first time you touched a comb? Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. I've been doing hair for years. You yeah. know. Meanwhile, it's your first. But client. it would be a thing. People would like if you said, "Oh, I've only been doing it like three or four years," they'd immediately not want you to be teaching. Sure. Them. And wouldn't know that you were good or not because they never give you the chance. Nope. Fair. And so within a couple of years, I broke down that door and, you know, I was just teaching everybody. So, yeah. That's amazing. I just loved it. That's amazing. Well, we can't wait, dude. We can't wait to see you guys on stage. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got some shit playing, boys. Can you can, can you get it? Get it's a front row seat so I can, like, stand up and, like, yay and stuff? I, I would tell you that, like, six rows back in the center – Best is the best. I guess you don't want to be front row because it's this. Yeah. Well, so you want to just be like six rows back and in the center. And it's last year we we're kind of beside you, and we were kind of you know looking up your butt the center, whole time. I know that's probably the better side of it. <laughs> 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 no, so, yeah, you guys, we can't wait for you guys to come up and see this, and uh, it's, it'll be electric. So I can't uh, wait. We don't care who goes first, but can you uh, let our listeners know how they can follow and. And follow, keep follow, up whatever. And, and be in touch. Oh, too. Oh, yeah. I am um, Knowledge Destroys Fear. You can find me at or my name, DJ Muldoon. Um, social media. That's it. Perfect. Yep. C Benson Hair or uh, ChristopherBenson.com. Or yeah. CBC Everything. Or CBC Everything. Yeah. Or Clicks. Uh, <laughs> I've got dog tags with them on. That's how we sorted them out, you know. And we're going to make sure that uh, he, we have something he remembers. Yeah. This, so it's good. Yep. Well, boys, that was an hour. That thing flew by. Thank you guys so much Thank for you. hanging Thank you out for having with us. Man. Absolutely, uh, and anytime, really. Honestly, I mean, I would, I would, I could chat you guys up all, all the time. I'm sure you will later long. at the bar. Yeah, oh, we will. <laughs> tonight we yeah. will. We will at the, the Rocks bar. bar. Are you <laughs> going to the Rocks bar? I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> DJ's in. You heard that. Make sure you put that out on the live, and we'll see how many people show up <laughs> in the Rocks bar tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're all being where? Where? The where? The what? We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Christopher Benson and Mr. DJ Modun, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.